0: The known is more easy than the unknown. Hmm. And it's because it's more easy for me to continue operating in what I know, what I've been doing, rather than going to this next level that like, may hurt me, may build me up, may whatever, I just don't know what comes over there, Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna just stay here. And I think that that's really what it is, it's just the fear of the unknown. But the only thing, unfortunate thing is that in business and entrepreneurship in general is that you have to become a different person. Every step of the way, you can't do the yeah. same thing from a thousand to a hundred thousand to a million to ten. You literally become a different person at every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And there's certain belief systems, character traits, and skill sets that you need as you go. And most people just either they're content with where they are, they're afraid of the unknown, or they're not willing to gain the skill sets, character traits, belief systems that will get them to the next level.
1: Are you ready? We're gonna run the like let you go. know what it's like to come from nothing at all but every day you just wanting it all do you know what it's like every day fixing your fear but believing that your blessing is near do you know what it's like growing up broken the most but still being devoted the most do you know what it's like yeah that's what the journey's about yeah show you what's up y'all this is Justin Owens back in the run the play show where I help break down the top plays of success from top leaders entrepreneurs and personalities by sharing gems from their personal Playbook. And listen, I'm excited today. Today's guest, he's a great friend of mine. He's a very successful entrepreneur, e commerce, and personal brand guru. You've probably seen his videos all over social media. But a visionary, he's a co founder of Support Black Colleges, a global brand. And listen, this guy knows his business, ladies and gentlemen. So, welcome to the Run the Place Show. Welcome to the locker room. Justin Phillips. how you feeling, man? I'm good. It's a pleasure being here, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate you coming, man. This Long is, time coming, bro. Yeah, I know, bro. This is, this is gonna be a good conversation. It's, it's the it's the battle of the Justins. Who the, who's, I know, who's the, who's and the then you got Justin. lights getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be tight, man. It's no, gonna, gonna be. Sure. I just want to say, first of all, man. I have just for me, it's been cool just seeing your journey. Like you know, I didn't get a chance to see every moment of it, but like what I've been able to see since 2018, yeah, has been incredible. Just seeing you come to Atlanta. And move in rooms and connect with people and build brands and, you know, you you've always had a giving spirit. Like you probably one of the few people that like yo, this dude always just share yeah. and don't ask for anything. And it's like, in my opinion, that's one of the best ways to build relationships, which is why, in my opinion, you have so many great relationships with people. Yeah, nah, no, just all of So is,
0: it's definitely a, a full circle moment. We were talking a little bit off camera where yeah. it's like. I came down here in 2018, and we met through a mutual friend, and yeah. my mom introduced us. We sat down in the gathering spot. And yeah. talked a little bit about network marketing. Lacks. It's and crazy. Now, <laughs> it was right at that point
1: where I went off and did my thing, you went off and did your thing, and yeah. now we're coming back in the yeah. same you know, yeah. space. And bringing the lessons, man, I think, because the lessons, we were just talking about, you know, entrepreneurship sucks until it doesn't. Exactly. And I think it's important for y'all to understand, that because <laughs> it's joint really hard. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. It ain't the easiest thing in the world. But man, when it's great, it's just like, I tell people network marketing. Honestly, I don't think it's a business that's necessarily better when it's good. It's great. It's fun. Right. When it's bad, it's nothing worse. It's, yes, yeah. it's, it's like yo, I can't get out of it.
0: But I think the good thing about it, and this business in general, is that it just builds the character. Because like my thing is this: like, other than this, what will we be doing? Right. So it's just like, what am I gonna do? Like when it's bad, just lay down and quit. Like yeah, I don't no, really no, have sure. an option. Like yeah. this is what
1: we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting to me to look at how far, you know. And I don't make this like a racial. This ain't a racial podcast, y'all. But <laughs> listen. You know, a couple of generations ago, my, my like my grandfather when he died, his birth certificate on his his dad it said uh, he was a laborer. That was his oh, wow. his occupation. Yeah. So like sometimes in my head I'm like, yeah, we not really that far away from people not even having the opportunity to do anything. That's a fact. Like, you know, and so my grandma was just talking about that. She was like, um, when she or
0: when she was in school, it was segregated. Mm-hmm. So and then. That labor point brought me back to something, too. I was thinking about, so my great-grandmother passed away, and when she passed away, they were reading her eulogy, and Mm -hmm. it was like, she liked to do puzzles, and she was like a security guard and stuff like that. And I was just like, it was very interesting because I was like, out of all of the things that this woman has done like over her life, maybe lived like 80, 90, wherever, yeah. y'all are saying like she likes puzzles and she was a security guard. Now, you know black folk, they yeah. like, she was a security guard, so she protected the people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? yeah. And I was like, I love that, but yeah. it just kind of like led me back to like, the things that we do, yeah. I think that we do them so that when people are reading our eulogy, like they can have much more grand
1: things to say. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, it just brought me back to that when you said that. Yeah, no, it's special, man, it's special. Uh, well, let me ask you this, because a lot of people see your content now mm-hmm. on building e-commerce brands and stuff like that. Yeah. What What is a skill set or talent that most people wouldn't know that you have? Me,
0: you know what, this is a good one, and Shout out to our friend Neo too. Yeah, true, yeah, sure, Neo. I think people don't know that I really hoop like that for real. Like, <laughs>
1: Why you throw Neo
0: in the hoop Because <laughs> you know Neo don't got a basketball bone in yeah, his no, body. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's right. my boy. He yeah, definitely could no, hoop. No, he could hoop. But nah, I be telling people, I'm like, bro, I swear to you, I, no, you I you just really look get, like yeah, this, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. I we played before. I was we, like okay. We, we, Here we get, go. You know, we we do our thing. I think that's just a little skill.
1: Yeah, no, that is that is, and it's and it's most people probably wouldn't know till they get on the court, you know, which is important. It's important to see. Yeah, okay. So let's let's talk about business i know that's why you know people definitely want to hear from you sure. um and you've been able to grow your i mean your social media content i told you the other day it's been on another level mm-hmm. and we could talk about that but really what i want to talk about is was the process of finding your lane in social media okay and blocking out the noise and figuring out what could work for you yeah how did you how did you go through that process so the first part of it was just trying a bunch of stuff yeah and i was just like
0: let me just try everything and see what works then it was like podcast clips and then just me you know doing my little point up thing just a bunch of stuff and then the point up situation started to get a lot of traction and then i kind of analyzed why it was doing so and then i kind of doubled down on it and i realized that the reason it was working so well is because in this space of e-commerce there's Mm -hmm. things that people hide most of the time it's who's your manufacturer Who's this and that? Who's doing your ads? Whatever. And I'm like, okay. I realize that this is important. It's like, number one, it has to be something that is something that no one talks about, that everyone needs, that is infinitely available to you. So for me, I realized that no one talks about their manufacturers because everyone thinks it's a secret. Mind yeah. you, this is all public information. Wow. Number two, it's everyone everyone, everyone that needs this in this business. When we talked about, you know, yeah. New Age CEOs, hey, who's your manufacturer? Here. Yeah. And fact. then number Shout three. Shout out to them, by the way. <laughs> we had a lunch conversation. That literally helped change the whole New Age CEOs brand. Nah. We're for real. And then third is like, it's infinitely deep. Like, it's an infinite bag that I can go in. I can talk about my manufacturers, all of these big brand manufacturers. So it's something that will never tire and never run out of content. And there will always be infinite amount of brands that are always popping up that I can talk about. So once I figured that space out, it just gave me an unlimited type of bag. And I think that it was because no one was talking about and sharing that information, Mm -hmm. why it started to explode so fast. Cause it's like, who's this kid that's like, well, bro, like that's Nike's manufacturer. That's crazy. So, yeah. and I think that since I started exposing that and being very consistent with it, that's yeah. what like how I really found the lane and honed in on yeah. it.
1: What's going on, y'all? This is Justin Owens, the Run and Play Show, and this episode is being brought to you by BetterHelp. Listen, give online therapy a try at BetterHelp.com/rtp and get on your way to being your best self. I've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it as a leader. Not only do you have to be equipped and be filled, sometimes you got to be able to assist and help other people. But listen, having the tools to be able to navigate through all the things that we go through, whether you're dealing with you know situations around or decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. And listen, learning to trust yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. I think one of the things I like best about therapy is that it allows you to have skills to be able to handle situations as they arrive, as they come up. And really what happens in a leadership position, which we talk about a lot of times on the show, is like, listen, now you're equipped to not only help yourself, but you can help people. Because I don't believe you can really help other people unless you learn how to help yourself. And so if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, which I love. Designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule plus it's private you don't have to go into a place and worry about who's seeing you right you, you fill out a brief questionnaire online then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional cost so let therapy be your mat with better help visit betterhelp.com rtp today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp.com slash rtp y'all go run the play so, did, did one of the videos go viral and you are like, okay, that's it? Or did it just have more views than other videos that you normally put out and you're like, okay, let me keep going on Yeah, this. it just
0: had more views. Like, one of them had more views and I was like, all right, if that's what they like. Um, I'm a big proponent of, like, the market is always right. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, if that's what the people say that they want, then I'll just continuously give it to them. So, I just kind of, wired that video works, let's, let's triple down and wow. just see
1: what happens. Yeah. It's simple, but a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. what Why do you feel like that is? because. And I'll ask you this because it's like even the style of how you do it is different. So it's kind of like your style of why Mm -hmm. you feel like people it's kind of hard for them to find that that lane. I think it's because it's the same
0: thing with business. Like business is simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. So what I'm doing is extremely simple to understand. Point up and tell people information. But it's not easy to do it every single day for multiple months in a row and go live every day and give out your best information and constantly research. Like, that's not easy to do. So I think that that's why there's a disconnect there because either some people don't have the information, so they always have to like search for it, and then others like don't have the consistency. And I'm just in a unique position by the grace of God where it's like, I had all the information from the business that I'm doing Mm -hmm. and then also I had the consistency. Got it, what's your content schedule like? Cause you put out a lot of content. Yeah, for me I just put out one piece of content a day, honestly, but usually what I'll do is like batch up like two or three pieces on the weekend and then I make one a day, to be honest. So it's like, probably take me like 30, 45 minutes. And my, my strategy is this, like a lot of people will do five pieces of content, like a quote and a this and a that, and I'm just like, give them one really good piece of content that has a lot of potential to go viral. Kind of like, I would say like a Mr. B strategy versus like being very consistent on YouTube once a week. It's like, I put out a very good video once a
1: month and then it goes very viral. So I just do like once a day. That's strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's tight. And then, so you like research all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, so the I, 30, I, 40 minutes is, that's included in that? Or? Yeah. But most yeah. of the time, I do like a lot of research on the weekends, mm-hmm. and then it'll
0: take me like 30, 40 minutes to just put the video together. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Cause I was like, yo, you got the point of it. Yeah, the, the video, yeah. like the, the uh, what do you call it, like the screen? The green screen. screen and then yeah. I was like, dang, and then he got the voiceover with it. I was like, yeah that's, yeah, that's some work. But now that, I think that it's interesting, too, because it kind of made me a better speaker, too. Yeah. So now it's just like I'm in my closet, like uh, <laughs> the secret manufacturer behind that. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it's just cool to see, though, because it, it made
1: me a better as a, a speaker and as, like, an entrepreneur and stuff, too. Yeah. To and you've had, you've still be like, it's, you've had some surprise followers of, like, how your content's reached people and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so. very cool crazy it's it's amazing how you know you just getting in your bag and getting your gift can attract the people around wow, the world bro like wow and then because at one point i think we were
0: doing the math on that like over the past maybe three or four months i gained like four hundred thousand followers and wow. like chris jenner followed me dapper wow. dan joe budden like just random people bro and yeah. it's just like very you're right like when you i guess when you're doing something and i think it's like exposing the truth too because yeah. it's like very polarizing, and it's just the truth. Yeah, and
1: I think that attracts people. Yeah, no, I love that. And and now I've even seen you. Now you're throwing like your other content in the mix, and it's still it's still right. Well, yeah, you know. So I think that's it's uh it's great. How did you? At what point did you say okay? All you right, know, got the content going, but your main business now is teaching people how to grow their personal brands. Yeah. and start their clothing lines. How? Did, when did you add that piece in? Yeah, I think it was when I started
0: to have more of an attraction towards helping a lot of people because for me personally um clothing was getting to a place to where i was like all right this is we did this it's almost pretty automated Mm -hmm. and i was like man i know what it felt like for me to help thousands of people as far as just giving them garments that made them feel more pride and joy so i was like if i can do that for a justin for a neo for a whoever and then they can go and impact thousands of people but i just have to talk to five people that want to impact thousands of people, it made it more impactful for me personally. Yeah. So I think that's where I started to make that transition where it was like, I just felt like I can impact a lot more people at one time, but if I have
1: made that transition. Yeah, I love yeah. that. If, if we were to talk about a couple of tips for somebody's getting in the e-commerce or yeah. clothing line space right now, what are some some pitfalls you see a lot of people making, some tips that you, you would say? Um,
0: I would say if you're getting into the clothing space right now, it's very important to deploy self-awareness immediately once you get into the business. Because the issue that I had was I wanted to build a life around my business rather than a business around my life. And what I ended up doing wrong was I didn't I was just trying to do what I thought was right for social media. So it's like get a warehouse, hire 100 people. That looks super cool. And then when I really sat back and thought about it, it's like, I'm not the operations guy. I'm not the guy that's managing eight sewing machines in the warehouse Mm. and et cetera. And then when I realized that, it was like, wow, I wish I would have made a a decision based around self-awareness, looking at all the different business models that are available because there's so many in clothing. And then just saying, you know what? Maybe... Creating everything from scratch isn't the way for me, but yeah. maybe doing what I am strong at, which is building the content, building the awareness, and then maybe having a fulfillment center ship everything out, I would have yeah. made a better decision. And there was a lot of pain that was attached to not making that decision based on self-awareness in the beginning. So, Got it.
1: So if you go back, would you get a warehouse deal?
0: No. Okay. I would. I would assess all of the business models. I would assess myself. and see what my strengths and weaknesses are, and then align myself with the business model that is most aligned with who I am as an entrepreneur now and where I want to go as an entrepreneur in the future. So, and then hopefully that, hopefully the one, the entrepreneur I feel I am now and the one that I align with aligns with the same business model
1: that aligns with me right now. That's the bar. And, And you said something that I like, you said to take a look at your life, and build your business yeah, around Yeah, so it. most people build a,
0: a life around their business mm-hmm. rather than building a business around their life. Hmm. That's so
1: true, Because and if you're not careful, you could create a business that feels like a jail. Bro, and you then become you- a slave to it. It's the thing, and you resent it. Yeah. So that's what I realized. It was like, why am I so mad about
0: doing entrepreneurship and like what <laughs> I wanted to do? And I was like, oh, it's because I'm going against the grain and doing it the way that I shouldn't have been doing it in the first place anyway. So then yeah. I always tell people, that's why you start with self-awareness, because if you don't, then you're going to resent the business you built which is your baby you don't want to resent your baby yeah so pick the right business model the first time and then
1: go from there so when you say like self-awareness is like okay when it comes to business what am i good at what do wow. i like to do yeah like
0: it's so in theory it would be outstanding if all of these things lined up yeah the thing that you love to do is the thing that makes the most money and is the right business model for you to be in. So it's like, I, let's just say I love fitness. Yeah. I love fitness, I love teaching people online, yep. and because online teaching and group coaching probably would be the most lucrative. Mm-hmm. So I love fitness, I love teaching people online, and then at scale, this online business would just be one person right now versus 10,000 people in the future. So I don't have yeah. to like go and create something totally different. Yeah.
1: That would be ideal. Okay. But it didn't happen like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that would be ideal yeah yeah. but i like it though that's that's a good way to start though yeah because you know i always tell people anytime you start a business there are going to be phases that you don't parts of it that you don't like of any business it's right just, it's just the way it is not for sure but you do got to find something that you could deal with and be willing to go through the yeah. process of, of learning because you know like i said it's sucking until it don't guys and you
0: know, i think so. that i think that's why um like even purpose in business mm-hmm. is so big because it's like, dang, this sucks really bad, but I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. is gonna be beneficial to a lot of people. So you yeah. kind of just hold on to that while you're trying to like figure the rest of the things out. But yeah. for me, I just spent so much money, like so much in consultants and so much in a bunch of other stuff yeah. trying to figure out with the decision I could have made when I first got started. Wow, yeah. Dang,
1: that's boring. Really- Sometimes you gotta spend a lot of money to figure it out too though. That's fair. <laughs> be like, you know what? <laughs> Bump all this, right? You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna do my thing, and I, right. I, I, there's a part I think everybody gets to uh, with that. You, we was talking about network marketing earlier because yeah. we met through a presentation, like, right? You know, I, I just met your mom, and I was like, "That's crazy that this all came together," right? But um, you did network marketing at one point, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about that because there's some people that's like, "Oh, it's a scam type <laughs> of a business." Um, what, are, what is before I even give? I don't want to be biased. Right, so right, right. No what are your thoughts on that? Marketing. so? Well, first of all, I should start
0: with network marketing. I started in college. Okay. And when I started in college, that's how I was paying my rent. And the way I looked at it was, I'm decently popular online. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can show this good business opportunity to other people, and then I can make some money and then also impact some people, too. So that's how I looked at it when I first started. But my idea of network marketing now that I don't do it anymore and I have done it is I think that... Almost every person should at least give it a shot, especially if you're like new in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Because one thing that I do love about network marketing, versus besides all of the stigmas that I don't believe to be true, anyways, mm-hmm. um, is that when you get into these seminars, these conferences, and you're around like-minded individuals and in good energy, mm-hmm. that's a strong help when you're yeah. just now getting started in business. And then number two is that uh, just like this personal development that comes with self uh, in, in network marketing, because like that self development was something that. Ironed me out to be the right person when the opportunity of what I'm doing now came. So it's like yeah. the books that I read, the people that I met, the YouTube videos I watched to train my mind, allowed me to be successful in the opportunity
1: that I'm in now. But that came from me starting in network marketing. Wow. Yeah. 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 I think like I, I said a lot, but network marketing, door-to-door sales, you got to just try one of them yeah. because it's just it's going. One, it builds you. You go. You're gonna going develop a tough skin, which you're gonna need for entrepreneurship. Right. It develops the disciplines. But it does it at a fraction of the cost that real business will cost you. For sure. You know, because if you get out there in another business and you like, you don't take it serious, well, now you got a warehouse yeah. that you got yep. to pay for. You got employees that now you got to pay for. You got, you know, it's just, there's some things that can be way more expensive right. than the little $100 or $200, whatever it is, yeah. a month that you're going to end up paying for no network exactly. marketing. Exactly. And I'm, and. But guys, I'm not just saying this because that's
0: my boy and I'm vouching for network marketing. Bro, this is really, truly honest with what I believe, bro. Yeah. Like, for
1: real. Yeah. I learned. I even learned, like, about branding, how to become a better speaker, yeah. marketing, because like, you just, because in network marketing, I think what's unique is because everybody's selling the same product in your company, mm. how do I differentiate myself yeah. from everybody that's doing the same thing? That's really good. That's a whole other world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Imagine, like, if all of our mutual friends were, we were all selling yeah. the same thing. And in some ways... Some are selling right. the same thing as education, but how do I separate myself in that space? Yeah, and, and it puts you in a little box. You're like, all right, I got to figure this out. I never told
0: you this too, but one of the one bar that you said that really uh, stuck with me that I even share with people to this day, and you know how it is. Like you give the credit, you yeah. Know, one, mm-hmm. I'm giving the credit now, and then this is my first and last <laughs> time giving the credit, and then from there, it's, it's all on me. <laughs> it's up until Justice
1: said it to believe the last name out.
0: <laughs> but no, you were saying, um, you basically said if someone is in entrepreneurship and they're thinking about quitting, it's because they haven't invested enough in general. And I was like, so that that was really good for me because like now when I talk to new entrepreneurs, I'm like, you're thinking about quitting is because you haven't even invested enough time, enough money. Because I knew yeah. that when I wanted to quit certain things in entrepreneurship, I was like, I got too much on the line. Yeah, I just cannot
1: quit. I went too far. You're like, there's no way I it's can just not, leave with have nothing. Have to figure it out. It's so. Like, then where do I go? Yeah, do I go get a job in public? Right. Like, it's like the thought process. Like, no, bro. let me let me figure this So out. that was the yeah. that was one that really impacted me, bro. Thank you, bro. I yeah. appreciate that, man. That's big. That's I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, building all these different brands because. Mm-hmm. The ones I've seen have all been a little bit different. Right. What is your process like? Okay, you say okay. You know, I'm about to create a brand. Mm -hmm. Where does Justin start? Where do I start when I'm thinking about a brand? Um,
0: for me now, I'm thinking about the three things: impact, income, influence. Okay. And just if you're talking about like the brand building side, I'm like, all right, which what has the most leverage? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking because my ideal situation is this: I'm like. Can the thing that has the most leverage impact the most people and make me the most money? Like, so that's that's my goal. But if you're talking about like the strategic things that you have to do when building a brand, it's like, I'm like, all right, let's figure out the name, let's figure yeah. out the domain, let's get the mission statement and let's figure out the business model. And then from there, it's just like pouring on all of the other stuff that comes with it, like the social media marketing and whatnot. So I think that once you have that social media side to where you can literally just, cause it's a skill that I just pour onto anything that I want to now. So,
1: um, but those are like the small key components. Okay. What would you say are like some of the biggest threats to the e-commerce space right now? And then maybe some of the biggest opportunities you see? So I would say the biggest threats in it is,
0: well, this is like self-proclaimed threats. Mm-hmm. Like People think that it's very saturated. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, you don't say that when you go to like the supermarket and go to the water aisle, where it's like spring water, alkaline yeah. water, Ozarka. It's like, bro, there's something for everybody. Yeah, that's the so fact. that's, that's a one thing. Like that. um, same thing with bread, whole, white, rye, yeah. you know, raisins, something yeah. for everybody. Um, but I think that the opportunity there is so big, bro, because even if you think about it right now, I think I saw some articles like by 2040, 95% of transactions, like retail transactions, are going to be conducted online. And then even now, the e-commerce industry is like 10.3 trillion dollars, and that's not that's not like. Oh, I'm pitching on Shark Tank, and the market share is so yeah, big. Yeah. Like, it's like it's just real. There's yeah. so many people buying stuff online. And then also, I always tell people this too: is like, you know how we talk about like recession-proof businesses mm-hmm. and whatnot. You tell the day that people are walking around with no T-shirts on, you call me because I'm yeah. gonna be very worried. Wow. So it's it's one of those types of things where I think there's just so much opportunity in the market share as well as the you know like
1: recession-proofness of the business too. Got it. You have a unique business, right, where you like teach people about brands mm-hmm. and ideas, right? Have you ever had a time when somebody's like, okay, listen, I wanna put this on a shirt, and you're yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's not it. All the I, time. Okay, I, do you say that's not it, or how do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know me, bro, I just, yeah, yeah.
0: I just be honest, because I I, I'm very nice with how I speak, though. Yeah. It's like, hey, from my past experience of over 12 years in the business, I don't necessarily think that that design is going to portray what you would like it to in the marketplace that you're attacking. I'd much rather you kind of do it maybe something like this and I send a few examples and Got like, it. does this give you any
1: inspiration and then we kind of get somewhere. And
0: then sometimes it's Got like, it. "Bro, that's just not good. Like, let's
1: just workshop it together." Got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then that, and that's the process I think for somebody starting because what I learned about the clothing line business, I thought it was like, okay, I'll put something fly on the shirt. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, rapper, athlete, entrepreneur. Like, because that started from people asking me. I was like, you know what? Really, it's funny how that even came about because I got tired of people asking me. Right. I just put it on the shirt so they would stop asking me. Right. But when people are like, yo, I, I want to have a clothing line and sell shirts, I'm like, yeah, but it, it don't make that kind of money just off of a t shirt. You've got to have so much more to it. Yeah. Like, what, what's the. What are some of the sides of that space that people do need the mentoring and coaching for that they just don't even know that they don't know? You know what? It's it's something that I call the eye, like okay. developing the
0: eye, because the thing is that not a lot of people have an eye for quality and yeah. an eye for good design. Mm-hmm. So you know the effects of good design in your life mm-hmm. because you wouldn't be able to operate without an iPhone or a shoe or something along those lines. Mm. But you, you, when you're making and creating product and design in general you you don't necessarily just be like oh this is how you design a silhouette of a t-shirt to make it fit the right way like it doesn't typically happen like that in got your it. head so I think the hardest thing for people to develop in general it's just the eye for good quality mm-hmm. and the eye for a good product in general because you know what it feels like but you don't necessarily you know what an iPhone is you don't yeah.
1: create it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? that's different yeah, yeah.
0: it's a totally different conversation
1: got it yeah cuz I know I made some mistakes I get some shorts and I'll like yo why would they make the pants like this? Right. You got to start the whole process over. And one of the mistakes I made at the beginning, I would order stuff just off the look, and then I get a whole thing, and I'm like, "Yo, that whole thing is, yeah. is, it's a waste of money." Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> how does a person avoid that? Like, right. So the good thing
0: about that is that, luckily we're operating in this age where there's so many ways to like make mock-ups, okay. to make 3D okay. mock-ups, mm-hmm. to use AI to make different creations that don't exist. Okay. And so now, even if I'm getting started brand new, I'm not ordering any inventory. Yeah. I'm coming up with a brand, a concept, or an idea that can benefit a specific group of people. And then I'm making a bunch of designs that I think are cool, maybe three to five. And then I'm putting them out using some sort of like marketing tactics, like right now, probably TikTok organic, maybe a little bit of TikTok ads if I have a yeah. budget. And then I'm just seeing what the market tells me and then pouring more fire on what the market tells me is good. Got it. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's that's great advice. See, this is some stuff y'all just got to learn early, <laughs> Which is why, you know, I always, and I, I hate when, you know, people, like mentorship is a pitch. Mm. I don't like when mentorship is a pitch. I see. But I do believe that it's important for you to get it, especially yeah. if you find the right person. But another thing I think is really important is when you find a good mentor, you've got to be a great mentee. Yeah. Like One, one of the books I got, come, actually, my next book is called Menteeship because most people want mentorship. Ah. But nobody's taught people how to be a good mentee. That's very cool. And so I'm a, that, that whole thing is about that. But I think you got to have both. It's like, okay, i got to be willing to invest into the mentor, pay the mentor, serve the mentor, however I get in there to get the information. But then I've got to be the mentee that's willing enough to take their advice. Yeah. Because you've seen people, probably you gave them advice and they're like, boom it yeah I'm gonna still do my own thousand percent and I say it all the time it's just like look I'm just here
0: because you wanted to be in this situation mm-hmm. so I'm giving you my best advice based on the knowledge that I have whether you take yeah. it or not has nothing to do with me but I want you to be successful so I'm giving you the right answer and to be honest you paid me to give you this right answer right. so do what you wish with that information yeah. <laughs> Like, but now nah, you're, you're really right about that bro I think mentorship is too is so important and yeah. that's what I always tell people too like when they're getting started even in clothing or entrepreneurship in general, is that like you don't, you have to learn from mistakes. They don't yeah. have to be your own, mm-hmm. and you'd be very foolish to learn from only your own mistakes. Yeah. So for me, I like to pay down ignorance with mm-hmm. getting mentors. Yeah. And I, we were talking about it earlier. It's like, I the way the reason I got to where I am now is because I had mentors, mm-hmm. and I started off. So let's let's give. A, we should do this. We should give a quick masterclass on how to pick the right mentor. That is a fact. So for me personally, the way that I do it is I vet out multiple people that are doing exactly what I want to do and are coming back with the knowledge and is in a packaged format that will give me a desired transformation from step A to step Z. Mm -hmm. And they have to have receipts to prove that they've been able to do that. Once they have that, I ask myself three questions. Do I think it would be fun to work with this person? Mm Number two, do I think working this with this person will get me closer to my goal or further from my goal? And number three, do I have the money to pay for this? And do I have the time available to allocate towards the amount of time that they're saying it's gonna take me to do so? The answer to those questions are yes, and they're vetted, then I don't even think about it, and I just do it. There we so, go. And starting from, that started from and this is the process you go free information mm-hmm. apply to free information yep. if you make some money from the free then more than likely you'll be able to make some money mm-hmm. from the pay so i made a bunch of money or not i wouldn't say a bunch but this relative i made some money from watching people on youtube yep the one that i implemented his strategy and it started to make me money paid him a hundred dollars for a coaching call made a couple thousand from that a thousand dollar course Another thousand dollar course, then mm-hmm. that's been going up to 25, k, etc. But this is also something I think we should talk about too. Is like we gotta we gotta stop thinking, or in my opinion, I think that we should stop blaming all of our success or all of our failures on just one mentor. Yeah, I agree. So it's like there's so many skill sets that you have to have in clothing in general too how to make a tech pack, how to design, yeah. the creative, the website, the copywriting, all of this. So you might get some of these skills for free on YouTube and then you might pay for some of these skills, but they didn't complete the total package that you needed to be successful. Right. So then what most people do is what I did is like, I pay for one skill and it doesn't make me a million bucks. I'm like scam. Yeah. And then, but you know, the acronym, you are still confused about money, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I get all of these other skills and then there's one person that has that last skill that I need and I pay them and I'm like, oh my God, he's a genius, right? Because I just made so much money, but in reality, I just gathered all
1: the skills that I needed. Yes. So that's just a few thoughts. Yeah, no, it. I feel like I feel like learning is it's like uh, it's, it's it's what do you call it? Like, what's that little lock that you had in school? Like, you know, what I'm talking about oh, like the, the, when you twist, yeah, twist, you yeah. go back another way. It's like that's to me that's that's been courses and events and mentors because it's just like you just never know which turn is going to be the one that right. like, unlocked it for yeah. you. And it's like all of them have been important and that's why even for mentors i talk to them about is because for the most part if you have been a solid mentor to a mentee uh, then they'll always recognize you and give you credit right jim rohn said one of the worst things that can happen to a mentor is to be removed from the mentee's testimonial Mm. and that has to do with the relationship and how you treat people and how you communicate with them and how you honor them And so as mentors we have a role too it's not just hey you do this right, it's like, okay, let me make sure I'm doing the right thing, providing the best that I can. You know, like, I'm quick to refund people quick. Like, you know what? Bump it. Don't worry about it. You know, because worst case scenario, maybe you learned some stuff, maybe you didn't, but you ain't going to say, Justin still got this. You you know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to do right by people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's just good business. Right. But it keeps sound relationships in place as well, too. I agree 1000%.
0: But moral of the story is that you got to have mentors, whether it's paid,
1: free, books. Direct or indirect. Whatever it is, yeah. that it's just not up for negotiation. Yeah. Who, who's been your greatest inspirations throughout your journey? Um, I would, first thing it's telling me is probably my mom. Yeah, um, Shout out to mom.
0: And then mom's in the other room, so, yeah. and I'm not saying that because she's in the other room. <laughs> probably, well, maybe a little bit. Cause yeah, like, yeah. I, we walk out she of here and she's like, it now. you can't ride with me home no more. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but I would say first is is my mom. And the reason I say that is because my mom had me at a very young age, I think like 17, somewhere around there. And she would Go from friend's couch to friend's couch with like holding me and sleeping with me because my grandmother she wasn't having that like she's yeah like, you, you're not gonna have a kid in this house whatever etc. So then I just grew up with my mom and watched her go from sleeping on friends' couches to getting a job then to getting a corporate job then doing real estate on the side as well as bottle service yeah. then getting fired from the cor- corporate job because you're doing real estate at the job then mm. going all in on this and then saying well I got you know bottle service to doing thousands of dollars as a night, but I still have this passion to do real estate and then quitting that that was generating all of the income and going all in on real estate because that's what she believed in so I think just watching that over a long period of
1: time was like very motivating very that's inspiring, uh, inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that man you know there's so many examples you know as parents you know like I've got a daughter and I try to be aware of this because a lot of things your kids learn from you aren't necessarily what you say. Right. You know, it's like, it's what they watch you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, especially in entrepreneurship, like I saw like my parents had a cleaning business. And I, bro, I was in third grade falling asleep in class and they was like, why are you sleeping? And I was like, because I was working last night. My right. teacher was like, why are you working last night? <laughs> I'm like, we had to clean these buildings. That's just like my parents did. But I learned so much from my parents, like how to work hard, how to keep your family involved in this stuff. Um, that's why I bring my daughter to most of the events I'm at. It's right. like, it's the exposure to this that, my job is not to like make you an entrepreneur yeah. but it's to expose you to an environment that maybe you decide hey this is the route for you right you know and what i like about it is you saw your mom's journey and it wasn't like yo, that was too hard i don't want to do that it's yeah. like oh you know what this joint might pay. i think i could probably do this yeah you know? i think i think because we, we're just fighting for the freedom you yeah. know so it's just like being able to
0: see her go from having to have me in daycare at school to yeah. being able to like do whatever
1: she wanted mm-hmm. it's like you know that's what i'm fighting for it's just yeah. having the freedom to do yeah. it you know yeah. You know we see it in entrepreneurship you're you like basketball so we'll talk about it you got you know a lot of people sometimes like we look at john Morant lately it's like right. bro you made it yeah why, why are we still doing some right but then you guess what i see it with people in entrepreneurship all the time too where it's like yo okay you you don't gotta be like that no more like mm-hmm. you you can change you can develop what what why do you feel like it's hard for sometimes people to separate i know exactly what it is bro what
0: and it's because the known is more easy than the unknown. Hmm. And it's because it's more easy for me to continue operating in what I know, what I've been doing, rather than going to this next level that like, may hurt me, may build me up, may whatever, I just don't know what comes over there, Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna just stay here. And I think that that's really what it is, it's just the fear of the unknown. But the only thing, unfortunate thing is that in business and entrepreneurship in general is that you have to become a different person every step of the way. You can't do the same thing from a thousand to a hundred thousand to a million to 10. You literally become a different person at every step of the way. Mm. And there's certain belief systems, character traits, and skill sets that you need as you go. And most people just either they're content with where they are, they're afraid of the unknown, or they're not willing to gain the skill sets, character traits, belief systems that will get them to the next level.
1: All right, let's talk about uh, lessons in business. Mm. I think that's, that's important. Because always like, like I said, I always try to pass on the stuff I've learned, and obviously, you've had your own set of experiences. Um, good or bad, like uh, things that you've learned, lessons that you learned that you're like, okay, you know, I do this in every business going yeah. forward.
0: I would say that, well, there's a few. Because okay. now they all hit me at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you asked that. Um, number one, I would say if you're going into a business and you're going in with a business partner, mm-hmm. I would say, number one, make sure that your vision for the company aligns, Okay. your day-to-day lifestyle aligns, mm-hmm. and then also the morals, values, and ethics that you have as you're conducting business also align too. And then also get in business with somebody that not because they are friends, but because you have two different skill sets that supplement each other. So I think that other people do it differently. And yeah. you know, most people I'm just- talking,
1: You start with who's there. Right, fam-
0: family, your cousin here, friend there, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's that. And then another thing that's just kind of like coming to me in general is, I think people get into entrepreneurship for reasons like money. Yeah, And one of the biggest lessons I learned was just how not important money is mm-hmm. when you're conducting business in general. Now, obviously, that's in context. But one thing that I realized is like, bro, it was bad, bro. I don't even think I told you this. So, at one point, we had um, 30 employees, mm-hmm. 32 employees, and payroll was like 16,000 every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And at one point, uh, I remember payroll was about to be 12,600, and we had 12,000 in the bank. And I'm just like how are we even gonna make payroll? So then I took $600 out of my own pocket, put up payroll, and then paid payroll, and then immediately had to like call a meeting with all 30 employees in the Mm -hmm. back. And I was like, hey, meet me in the back of the warehouse, everybody, met everybody in the back, and I'm like, look, we don't have any more money. So if you want to stay here and work, you won't be paid and also if you stay here it's because you believe in us and you believe in the vision of the company and you believe that we're going to find a way to figure this out because i can guarantee you we will Mm -hmm. and then the next week it's like three people out of 30 that stayed and mind you a lot of them are like family (laughs) you know so family say so rightfully so because you're not getting paid i'm not expecting you to stick around but Then I went home and I took a shower that day. And I was just like sitting down in the shower because I was just so like weak, you know? I just felt like, dang bro, how am I about to tell my mom, my Instagram, like all of these people. And then I asked myself, I was like, well, what do you have? Even if you feel like the thing that you've been placing your identity on so much, you don't have it anymore. What did you gain from what you did? And I realized that I gained, you know, character traits. I gained relationships. And I just gained so much from the process of becoming a better businessman and being in entrepreneurship, that I realized that the money that I got into it for meant nothing. And all that really mattered was who I became as I did business. Because what I realized was, man, if Elon Musk just Tesla dies right now, you put that exact same person in a different opportunity, it goes the same way, more than likely because of the skill sets, the character, and what he's gained over that time period. So for me, I just was like, for any entrepreneur that's listening now too, is like, don't place your identity in the business. Do the business, be successful, have fun with it, but don't be like, if the business isn't isn't successful, then I'm a bad person, because it's just not true. Mm -hmm. So as you do the business, you just gain better clarity on the type of person you are and really the issue is this is like if the business doesn't fail it's not because you failed it's because you don't have the character traits of someone that can manage a business properly but that's something that can be learned yeah, so it's it's motivating but also you know unfortunate at times but it also should motivate as well Yeah. so that was like really one of the biggest lessons like most painful but like strongest lessons i learned in business yeah
1: you know it's funny i've always I was, um, I was talking to david shans about this too i was like bro somebody needs to make a game for like entrepreneurship but like uh, a game where it's like the, the, the actual decisions we have to make. Because mm. there's sometimes where it's like, okay, do I pay payroll <laughs> or do I pay my rent? Right. And it's like, which one do you decide? Right. And it's like, and I, and I don't know how we gamify that, but yeah. it's, it's, it's like Monopoly, it's like a game where you like, it's fake money, right, fake decisions, right. you know? Like, do I buy it, do I rent it? Do I mm-hmm. try to, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, bid on so. it or yeah, something right. like yeah, that, you right. know? But I feel like entrepreneurship, you have these, like, little decisions that you have to constantly make mm-hmm. that nobody knows from the outside world. is yeah. like, but inside, you're like, yo, this is really crazy. Yeah. I'm, I got to make this decision, what you know? What am I going to do? Yeah. Like,
0: I, this person's been with me for since we started, but we can't afford to pay him. Do I let right. them go,
1: or right. do I scrape it together? And, oh, whatever. Or do I have a conversation? Yeah. Right. And I think that's something that, that, that was smart that you did. At least you were willing to have that conversation. Because you give people... the the honor of choosing right that's my thing my thing is this most people will
0: avoid those conversations one thing i realized over time entrepreneurship is that those conversations make you a better person yeah so usually typically i would run away from it too i don't necessarily want to be confrontational i necessarily don't want to have that difficult conversation but after every single conversation i have like that i either become a better entrepreneur or a better person in general so now i'm just like if there's a tough conversation to be had let's have it now because I know that I'll become better on the other side of it. Hmm.
1: That's a bar. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the e commerce space, mm-hmm. how do you stay up to date with like what's trending? Because <laughs> like you know, like part of the stuff. Like I remember one time you was telling me was like, hey, you know, maybe because of your style, maybe find some Jordans that's coming out next year. And match. Right, right. Like, how what's your process of staying up to not even just current, but like yeah. So it's funny because I kind of look at it like sports. Okay. So the way I think
0: about it is I'm just studying the game film. So, you know, every day I might have an hour where I'm studying Twitter, an hour where I'm studying YouTube the next day. So, every day I just study a different topic or like a different area of the business or a different social media channel just to stay up to date because if I'm LeBron and I'm going to play whomever it is, I'm about to watch every single move that they have to make yeah. sure that I'm more equipped when I go and play them. So, that's pretty much what I do during the week. So, when you say you study Twitter, give me like what does that mean? Perfect example. So, um, we did, we were in, we were in Urban Outfitters, mm-hmm. and the way that that happened was because I was studying Twitter one day, and I saw Urban Outfitters was getting backlash because they made a HBCU garment, but were charging like 80 bucks for it, but it was a very simplistic design. So when I saw that, I said, we need to make a post that says, what if Support Black College did something with urban outfitters what would that look like and then we made that post and then that post got to a buyer at urban outfitters they emailed us and then said they want us in the store wow. so that's what that process looks like it's like studying what's going on in your field in your niche in your industry and then extracting from it the current events and topics that are happening
1: and making them work for yourself so that you can get those types of opportunities okay. and putting it out timely because like i guess exactly. you have to see that say hey yo let's make a post about this. let's get it up now it necessarily have to be the prettiest post right. you know all the time but yeah that's 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 more okay so that's how we study Twitter and your space how do you study YouTube
0: YouTube YouTube for me is more so finding like just new tricks of the trade that are happening so you know we build our our business on Shopify yep. so it's like what apps are working what you know what's how do we yep. boost our conversion rate and mm-hmm. I'm just studying every person from top to bottom and I call it just like a eat the meat throw the bones away so I just take what works for me, and then I just throw away everything else. Got it. So okay. I'm just
1: constantly, it's just constantly testing. Yeah. 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 How, how do you effectively scale a commerce brand? So it's like, all right, some people just like, hey, man, I'm selling shirts out of my trunk. Right. And I'm not gonna lie, I never did that. I right. Just, and I think it kind of goes to what you talked about earlier. Is like, at least part of it's like designing how I wanted my life to be. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not knocking it. Right. But I just like, was I'm not feel. gonna have the shirts in my trunk. Like, right. you can order them online. Right. Them, ship them to you, you know? <laughs> but like, how do you go from, all right, I got a shirt or clothing design, and mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, now we want to have more designs. Mm-hmm. We want to have more of the. Uh, what do you call it? Like more in inventory. Right. Like how, how do I how do I know I'm not scaling too far to where it's like okay, yeah. all this money I just made, I just sucked it back up into this, and I'm right. oh, in a, a worse situation. Yeah. So <laughs> um,
0: the way that I do it is like I just look at uh, historical evidence. Mm -hmm. So even when I am, let's just say I wanted to release a t-shirt today, I'm not going to go based off of my thoughts of like, oh my God, this t-shirt's so good. I'm going to look at what did this last t-shirt do in comparison to this. So let's just say it's a pair of shorts. I'm not going to use t-shirt data on a pair of shorts. I'm going to look at the shorts that I dropped in the past what can i know that i can do based on what i did in the past and i'm not going to exceed too far out i'm going to go like if i do buy any extra inventory it's only to cover maybe two months of excess on top of what i did conservatively here Mm -hmm. so if you're if you're just starting out for me personally i try my best to save every dollar that i can in the beginning because i believe that every penny should work like a dollar when you're first getting started out so if i'm just getting started i'm not jumping into how much money can I spend in ads because I want to scale it and blow it up crazy? Mm-hmm. I want to, how can I first master organic content? Cause it's free to do. Right. All right. I've mastered that and I have a very specific definition of master. Mastering means that it is being done and automated and growing without your your presence in it at all. So I'm yeah. doing organic content and now that content has been automated, delegated, and is growing without me to the point to where if I try to go put my hand back in it, they're like, Justin, I mean, like, I think we straight for real. Yeah, yeah. So then and only then do I go to all right, well now what do I use to scale this up? Well let's look at our best performing organic creative and then put some money behind that. So I take it in steps like that, where if you do organic right for a long period of time, you're not spending any money in ads, so now you have a nest egg of capital that you can use to deploy at these other things that you're doing. Yeah. Whereas most people are just like, how do I blow it up as fast as possible? Let's put 1000 thousand, ten thousand $10,000 into ads, that's all we have. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't work out, and now we're out of business. Got it. How do you know,
1: you know, pivoting has become like a, a funny, like, a, like a, a highly used word with entrepreneurs now, right? Sure. How did you know from maybe it's, you know, support by colleges or what you're doing now, when there was a time to pivot inside of the business mm-hmm. and then when it was time for you to pivot outside of the business? Okay,
0: um, for me personally, how do I think about that? Cause there's a few different ways I could take this. One is I think about like, so for, for example, if I, let's just say I'm starting a new brand and it's not working for like, I'd say like maybe three to five years, mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right. It's time to just <laughs> yeah. time to try something new. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I look at my life in like chunks and stages like that where it's like, all right, I'm doing this for three to five years. And if it's not continuously growing, then I will possibly pivot. But the way that I categorize the pivoting is it has to be because that is truly not what I want to do anymore. Because I think that most people pivot and they're like, this business isn't working how I wanted it to work. I'm doing something else. For me, it's more so, I look at it, and if that is the truth, then I'm like, I just need to be better. So yeah. I'm not pivoting out because I'm not good, I'm pivoting out because I'm the best and I wanna do something else. Mm-hmm. Or I'm good on that I wanna do a different opportunity. Yeah. So I don't
1: know, that's, that's the first thing that came to yeah. mind. Yeah, no, that's a good way to do it, I like it. Because you do have those decisions that were like, all there. Right, they're, um, like Jim Roe has this thing, I, I just like Jim Ro. Yeah. he's talking about a lot of good stuff. But he said, he said uh, you know, so as an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to stay. Right, and he says uh, most people they they don't stay long enough. It's like the people that leave halfway through a game. Yeah. But then he says sometimes you can stay too long, you know. And um, I I was just reading this influencer's post a couple weeks ago. She just she almost has a million followers on YouTube, and making a little bit like right at seven figures a month. And then she just kind of just shut everything down, and everybody was asking why, and she was like. She just had to get back and find herself. She's mm-hmm. like, she sold her Porsche, bought her, like a Tesla, <laughs> closed down stuff, and she said she'll probably be back. But she was like, she, quitting. What, did, what was the bar? She said, quitting. When you quit, a lot of times do not feel like you're quitting too soon, mm-hmm. but it's probably right on time. Yeah. And like, sometimes you don't realize, like, okay, you know what? I do need to stick through this time. Right. And then sometimes it's like, dang, I probably should have really stopped back yeah. then, and I knew it then. And right. so I, I think it's, just, I think that's just a Kind of like you said, an eye test—something that you kind of figure out in business. Like, all right, yeah. you know what? This ain't it. Let me just do something else. Right. Uh, but a lot of times, you can do that inside of the same business. And the thing is that I think that most of the time we know, but we just
0: choose to overlook the red flags that yeah. are there. Yeah. So, Almost like relationships sometimes. Literally, you would be like,
1: "Man, this ain't it, bro." bro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think over time, but it's the thing. Like same thing with relationships. It's a muscle that you develop over time. Yeah. So you might not know that in your first business, but yeah. on your
1: fifth business, you're like, "Nah, yeah, just no." You yeah. know. Especially because you've seen stuff before, and I think that's why it's like there is a part of you gathering your own experiences. Right. Where it's like, I I haven't seen every person in the world, but I've seen characteristics of people, and I'm like, okay, I don't know you, <laughs> but the things you show me, I've seen somebody <laughs> just like you, and I know how that ended up. Right. So I'm just going for my sake. Right. I've seen this all the way play out, and I'm not going to play it out. Right. Yeah, you know. But you know, one of my mentors, Brad, he said, uh, you know, in the midst of all of that, you still treat everybody the right way because 99 out of 100 times it won't work in your favor yeah. but he said the one time that it does work out it's going to be worth it. Yeah. And so that's that's the mentality I try to I try to bring with people. No, so, I love that. Yeah. Um technology AI <laughs> in the e-commerce space. Some people are like, oh, it's going to destroy everything. (laughs) You know, people always go extreme. Uh, What are your thoughts on AI, e-commerce, everything? I mean, I think that, I think that no matter what,
0: it still needs inputs. So you're going to still need people to put in these inputs. Uh, It's just interesting how, at first I thought it was going to like, mess up the like creative stuff or the opposite it was going to be like the day-to-day stuff that was going to be messed up but it's kind of like a lot of the creative stuff actually like (laughs) the editing and the logo design and all of this stuff so um for me personally i mean it's not all the way there i think it still probably has like three to five years to develop but that i my thing is this is like it's a call to those that want to be great yeah so it's like look Things are happening. Are you gonna innovate yourself and become yeah. more valuable or are you not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nikki, uh, shout out to her. She uh, made a post the other day. She said, AI is not going to take your job or AI is not gonna replace you at your job. A person that's skilled at using AI is going to. Exactly. And I feel like it de- Like it's probably one of the tools I've used the most. And I'm like, yo, this just saved so much time right. off of what I used to do. Yeah. So if you're like a person that studies, it literally, you know, you just, like, you could get, the meat and throw away the bones mm. it literally lets you just get to the meat of certain topics literally and you're like oh no this is alright Let me and let me dive deeper in this so now right. the hour that I do spend studying I spend it studying more stuff that I want versus just exactly. scrolling yeah. and trying to find because half of the time of stu- like studying is like I'm looking for right, what, I what I'm want, what i looking for yeah, you know what I'm saying so, but you know like you said catching up time because I think right now chat GBT only goes to 2021 20, right. so it's, it's got a little bit to catch up yeah. but Man, it's just, there's a, I, I feel like for me, it's almost like when Google came out, I was like, all right, this is a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. crypto was a great thing. And it's, I think blockchain is still going to grow right. and still be great. For sure, But this is definitely a disruptor that, almost even the playing field for somebody that's just really trying to just implement
0: and the good thing too is like it's a great opportunity because all of these new things that are disruptors it's very great opportunity for people to make a lot of money in the beginning so it's just like if i'm new in the space i'm excited because it's just like what can i attach myself to Mm -hmm. or what can i create that can be the next
1: big thing yeah and i'm gonna just say something to y'all real quick (laughs) uh history don't care if y'all don't catch on you understand like we're not sad that Blockbuster Video went out of business. Why? Because what replaced it was more convenient. And so, like, the record store and the, the CDs that you buy the store, like, Walmart still have them. But, like, we're not mad that the record store went out of business. Why? Because now if I want a song, I can just click it on my phone and download it. Mm-hmm. So anything that is changing, in my opinion, what I started learning how to do is just investigate and study it. I made the mistake with TikTok. And I realized uh. that's how you get... That's how you get old real quick. Because I was like, all right, when I was on Facebook heavy, my Facebook was actually growing really fast. But Instagram came out, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna jump over here. So I started jumping on Instagram. But what happened is I got so comfortable in Instagram that when TikTok came out, I was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Which I turned into the older people that was just good at Facebook. You see what I'm saying? But I had gone from Black Planet to MySpace. (laughs) You know, this whole time I'm jumping around from social media to find something that works. And I was like, uh, a few people was like, "Yo, you should get on TikTok." I'm like, "I'm not gonna be dancing," but I kept thinking like that because I never got into, into it, it right. and looked at it for myself, exactly. which is what I suggest for most people. Is like, don't be listening to posts on social media about it. Don't listen to what your friends are saying about it. Why don't you open it up yourself and figure out some stuff, bro? What you said, the inputs, yeah. The first week, my inputs were trash, and I was like, "Oh, this joint sucks." Right. When I started learning how to get better at what mm-hmm. I was putting in, I said, "Oh, this is scary." This is the thing too. Very, very valuable lesson I learned
0: in this space as well is that when these opportunities do show themselves, you have to milk them for everything that they have mm. because they won't be there forever. And I learned this because I actually got started in entrepreneurship when I was working for Tyler Perry, actually. So we were doing all of Tyler Perry's social media management for Tyler Perry Studios. Wow, okay. And Support Black College was a side project. Mm -hmm. So I just realized, though, that like, being there and having the type of access that we had, there was so much that I could have done more while I was in that space than Mm -hmm. I actually did. And then it kept happening. So it was like, I knew about Facebook ads early, Mm -hmm. didn't like go crazy in it. I knew about Instagram early. I knew about all of these things early, but I didn't take everything that I could from it. So now the way that I look at things, like when these new things arise, I jump into them immediately, Mm -hmm. don't look at any outside opinion, and then I try to milk it for everything that it has because these opportunities will not last forever. TikTok won't be around probably in three, five, seven years. So get everything that you can from it and then go on to the next because there inevitably
1: will be one. Yeah, because we look at a lot of the influencers that were big, at least in the comedy space, they were big on Vine. Vine first. Before they came over. So they got good at creating content in that style. And then they, so they were naturally good yeah. in Instagram and then brought some of those people over exactly. to Instagram. You know? And then, and then that, like,
0: that's just a skill set that transfers. So now it's like, but then the thing too, though, is that that clout transfers too. So it's nice. like, now look at all of the Vine creators too. You got like Cameron Dallas and like all of these people, mm-hmm. they're like huge pop stars now right. because they mastered that one skill
1: and then took it everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, I like it. That, that's, that's, man, going so, AI, we're going AI. <laughs> we're going AI. <laughs> um, I'm looking at my business, mm-hmm. right? What metrics are you looking at yourself, other than maybe like just money in my bank account, right. to track how well the company is doing? Or what metrics are you looking at? So, okay, this is working, that's not working. Okay, that's good. Um, well, it's interesting because
0: it's different for both businesses that we do, but like more than likely I'm looking at like cost per acquisition, show up rate, close rate, just specific KPIs in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and you look simple. at this yourself yeah yeah so all right yeah that's where you, you got to learn that stuff yeah, yeah you yeah. got to because it's like i mean if you don't know it if you don't know it, you can't grow it yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like you gotta really like know the know the ins and outs
1: yeah all right uh you, you talked about inventory a little bit mm-hmm. but like how do you all right i'm an entrepreneur i have these dollars all right how do i say okay you know i'm putting this towards ads this towards new inventory Mm -hmm. this towards the apps on my website like how do you now put that that's good so the way that I look at
0: um, (laughs) the way that I look at just like ads or anything to like grow marketing Mm -hmm. I think about it as like 20% of your revenue goal, you should be putting into marketing. So that's why I always laugh when it's like, hey, I want to do seven figures in my brand. I was like, are you willing to invest $200,000 into marketing to get to the seven-figure number that you're looking for? So That's a good way to do it. I would say about 20% I'm looking to go into marketing. And then I'll be honest with you, bro. The newer businesses that I'm working with, I'm not buying really any inventory. So I'm using most of the capital that we have to just... Keep and then pour onto the business and marketing because like I don't have have the luxury of doing that now. Nowadays I can just drop a product without having it at all and then sell fifty hundred thousand dollars worth of it and then I can have a net thirty with my warehouse. And now I don't necessarily have to pay that back until thirty days from now. Mm. So and then even for the newer person, you might not have the net thirty, but you can still build awareness for free on TikTok, sell a product, then make five thousand, ten thousand dollars buy the product for 2000 and then keep that profit and then now you have some
1: actual profit in the business. How, how have you found, cause you probably have a better answer to this for me uh, What well, than I do. How do you communicate to customers yeah. like, hey, you bought this, <laughs> but it'll be to you in right. three four weeks, like, <laughs> you know? and, and like, because I've, I've seen that before, like sometimes we'll drop something early and it's like, okay, but it's coming and you get all these emails. How do you handle that? Yeah, so there's a few things you can do. There's apps that you can add to the store.
0: I forget what it's called off the top now, but when someone adds something to cart, it'll pop up and say, hey, click this button to click yes, that lets you know that this is gonna be here in two to four or six weeks. Okay. So that's one way. Got it. The the answer to the question is as much communication as possible. Yeah. Because then you can do your emails on the back end. Um I like to like update customers as we're going to. Sometimes even newer entrepreneurs, I'd be like, yo, if you're the best thing that you can do is tell your story as you're building this brand with the customer so that they can relate to you. So, hey, we just did a pre-order. Yo, the sample just came in. Yo, this is looking really dope. Yo, mm-hmm. I just did the bulk order for everybody that bought. It just landed, here's the package. It's like, and constant communication.
1: Got it. Okay, I like that.
0: Okay. I'm gonna add that in too. Cause we,
1: <laughs> you know, we haven't done like any pre-drops in a while. Yeah. But like, yo, maybe maybe we we'll, are we'll looking to doing that this uh, this this spring.
0: Bro, all of the biggest brands do it, bro. And mm-hmm. it's so crazy. like. I got a few homies that are doing, you know, a mill a month and just straight clothes, and they are getting designs done by their designer. They're negotiating net 30 terms with their manufacturer. They're getting, they're dropping the clothes, making a million dollars in a drop, and then saying, hey, manufacturer, I'll pay you in 30 days, and then they're now they have a bunch of money to do with whatever they want in the business. It's just, as long as they put enough to the side to pay the manufacturer in 30 days, they're good. Yeah. Because the real issue in the clothing business is that the cash flow becomes the issue. But right. when you do things like that, which most people don't even know to do, you can actually like free up your cash flow a lot by just negotiating a net 30 with your manufacturer.
1: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, um, I always have a segment in the show called Breakdown of Breakthroughs. Okay, um, I always believe that you know every entrepreneur is going to have a breakdown. Mm. And the lessons that you pick up That allow you to break through is what helps you get to that next level. Okay. Um, Have you had a breakdown? And if you did have a breakdown, you know you can share whatever you want to share of it. Yeah. But what lessons did you learn through it, from it, that helped you break through to the next level? It's really just
0: a story that we talked about earlier. Yeah. With the thirty employees not paying payroll. That was that was like the biggest breakdown I had. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I can try to dive more deep into it, but. It was hard, bro. Yeah. Like it's nothing it's very difficult to like wake up or just I didn't know what was gonna happen the day after. That yeah. was the scariest part. It's like I yeah. put all of this money into this business, I put all of the years of my life into this business and now we're here. Mm-hmm. A statistic that 95% of businesses don't make it within the first five years, yeah. and I'm honoring that right now. Yeah. So the the breakdown was that moment, but the breakthrough, and this is something I didn't share earlier, so I'll share it now, was I really realized, was like well, the one thing that I can do is just exhaust every option that I have. Because I didn't even finish the story earlier. Mm-hmm. We made it out. Yeah. So the yeah. way the way that we made it out was like, I went to sleep that day and I was like, I have 24 hours to bring this business back to life. Mm-hmm. And I went out and was making phone calls and getting on you know, uh, Zooms and trying to borrow money and doing all this different type of stuff. And then I ended up uh, getting someone to give me a loan for $100,000 in, in 24 hours. Wow. And then put 20% of that to the side, had to fire almost everybody. Mm -hmm. And and then from there, that's how we were able to just slowly grow our way back into into doing the business. So, yeah, um, I think the big breakthrough for me there was that, like, even if you are at that lowest point, you have to exhaust all options. That's a big bar. Just exhaust every option. And then and then because my thing was this, it was like, I won't even feel right going to sleep the next day if I know I didn't try everything. So I was like, let me just try everything. And then when I did, I
1: I found the money Mm -hmm. and. And I feel like, if you think about the mentality of that, it's like, for some people it's so easy to quit. Mm-hmm. But you got in so deep that it was yeah. so, it was the opposite emotion <laughs> right. of how people feel about staying that you felt about quitting. That's right. like, yo, I have to do everything not to quit. Yeah, and, and I feel like, I feel like until you get to that moment in your business of like that feeling, it's gonna be very hard for you to win because there's so many things that make you want to quit. Mm-hmm. That you have to almost develop this rhino type skin to say, "Okay, all right, I just gotta try everything possible that's yeah. legal right. to make out of this." Thousand percent, yeah. And then that's just—it's great because it's a character trait that goes
0: with you into the next thing too. And it's yeah. also because I think that like humans in general they're motivated by inspiration or desperation yeah but more than likely we get very desperate and then we're like how can I like make this work yeah whereas now going through that situation I'm like very inspired to like become the person that manages money well and become the person that gets lines of credit when I don't need it. And just does all of these things that necessarily would keep me away from that pain that I've been in before. So I think it's extremely necessary
1: to go through. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, I appreciate you coming through, but I learned a lot myself. Oh, that's good. From this this conversation. Anything about e-commerce that you want to share that maybe I didn't ask? Anything about that space that you want to share with people trying to get started? Yeah, I mean, um, I would say if you're
0: getting started, That it's much more simple than you think it is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people try to overcomplicate it to like, you know, get them to pay you and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, it does not take a lot of money to make money in this business. Mm -hmm. It's all about the resourcefulness, not the resources. When I started, bro, I started with I had a closet of designer shoes that my mom got me. (laughs) And it was East Saint Laurent margellas whatever and i just sold all of it because i didn't have the money to get started in a business so if i let myself say that it takes money to make money i wouldn't have any money today hmm. so i had to use the resourcefulness and not the resources sold all of the shoes that i had used the money that i had to get a domain mm-hmm. to buy some product yep. and then to start making content online and for free and i think that anyone can get started in this business for with zero dollars let alone if you got a hundred bucks mm-hmm. even if i was starting right now today bro go on craigslist look at all the things that are for free on craigslist list them on offer up for 20 bucks 50. who cares and then now you can create money from nothing and then now you have money it's just about being resourceful it
1: is so yeah i, don't... I think it's resourcefulness and humility yeah because a lot of times the resourcefulness that you that it requires also requires humility, like yeah. even calling to make those phone calls. For the, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's humility. Yeah. Selling the shoes that you like, yo, that's humility. Mm-hmm. Some people, you might, you know, where this comes, you might need to, you know, switch your car. You may need to <laughs> go from, you know, uh, uh, a Benz to a Toyota for right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, I've had to do that times, many times in my life. And it's like, you know, at a certain point, you like, All right, it's cool because it's easy to get that stuff back. Right. Times ten, yeah. but there is a level of humility that you're gonna have to have yeah. at the beginning of your journey and throughout your journey. You know, to even like even the conversation with your employees, say, listen, yeah. we don't have it, guys. Right? That's there's a level of humility yeah. that that that's required,
0: bro. The biggest thing that I ever did, bro, was just get rid of my ego. Hmm. Like I have nothing to gain, nothing to lose, and nothing to prove. And I honestly yeah. believe I was talking about it earlier today. Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible, uh, Timothy six eighteen. It's mm-hmm. Like as long as you have clothing and food, then you should be fine with that. Something yep. along those lines. So for me personally i i live by that it's like Mm -hmm. i don't need it doesn't even say shelter it's like Mm -hmm. as long as i have clothes and food i'm cool Mm -hmm. so as long as i have that none of the outward things matter to me Mm -hmm. and i as long as i have like can hold on to that i have to let go of my ego too and i read uh, this book uh, called ego is the enemy Mm -hmm. i probably read it at least 20 times wow and just such a good book bro check it out such a good book and because as we talked about the skill sets that you need at each level of business, there's also a level of relinquishing of ego that you have to have at each level. Because mm-hmm. when you're in the beginning, you're like, I'm the best designer. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well no, like I need to let go of my ego because this person can probably do it better than me and do it at a faster rate. Yeah. Then what happens when you get to the CEO level and you realize, I'm not the CEO of this business. Mm-hmm. I, this person has a bigger vision for it than me. That's another level of ego that you can relinquish. But if you don't gain the skill sets and relinquish the ego as you go, then you will
1: inevitably get stuck in one of these positions. Yeah, that's tight. I was listening to uh, a podcast or somebody's interview. I can't remember, I be so uh-huh. many events, I don't even know. <laughs> but I think it was like the owner of Chick-fil-A. Mm. He was like, basically, and if it wasn't him, then whoever was, my bad. <laughs> He basically said, the business will always be in control by my family, but they may not always be the people that it." Right. And I feel like that's a person that's understood that like it's having the right people in the right places. And yeah. it may not always be you. Right. It may not always be somebody that's close to you. It may just be somebody else that is just right. really good at doing the job. And last thing I'll say, because I want to add on to that point because you brought it to my head, is like,
0: I was watching an interview, and I don't remember which CEO of Chick Fil A it was, but he was saying that when he goes to networking events, he'll just be like, "They're like, what do you do? Like, man, I just sell chicken sandwiches." So most people will hold on to the title of like I'm yeah. the CEO of mm. you know X, Y, and Z, and I'm just like, I don't even care. I have nothing to prove to nobody. Yeah, like, so yeah. I hold on to that when I yeah. do
1: business. It works for you too, man. I think that's it. Like your content, the way you say stuff and share stuff is like, yo, this dude's really just trying to help. Man, it's not, I appreciate that. Yeah, so it, it, it's genuine, but it's also received that way, mm. which I think is important. That's good. Yeah, thank so. you, bro. I just want y'all to know, you know, what I'm saying I know him for a long time. The way <laughs> he is in every place, he's he's been the same guy that I've seen from Thanks, the very bro. beginning. Thank you. Um, and I think that's that's important. If, if anything else is like, yo, people can say, yo, I didn't switch up <laughs> core values. Not necessarily, you know. He, there's things that have changed around. <laughs> right. 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 But who he is is really good, man. So Same I you. appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Thank appreciate you, you man. Um, anytime somebody come on the show, you know it's only right. You know, you got got a couple pieces of gear. Oh yeah, player, new ACO. You know what I'm saying? So come on, man. Make sure we. Uh, we I'm gonna take walk care out with here. some drip today. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Might as well. Might as <laughs> well. But you, wait, I mean, Really, I would tell y'all. Listen, new ACOs today wouldn't be what it is without. The conversations I've had with Justin, so um just want to say thank you for coming uh, through. Anytime somebody that. take time from their life to come through, I uh, appreciate room. that. Appreciate you. Oh and yeah, Et's new book. Oh no, you yeah, appreciate yeah. it, bro. Absolutely, thank you,
0: bro. I bet I'm about to put a little fit together with this. Oh, I was some some yeah. other stuff. I, yeah, got. Yeah.
1: I bet yeah, tank top, Run the plate. Yeah, it's good looking, brother. Yeah. Thank you, bro. I remember that conversation, bro. Yeah, no, I did yeah. too. I was like, yes, it's okay, I have a different route. <laughs> 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 now, nah, but I appreciate you man like I said sharing um and still doing the same thing today. Just yeah. on a bigger level man, so. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Um where can people find you? I know you got yeah. education course. Yeah, yeah, so um Social media,
0: Justin P is my Instagram. Everything else is ecom, Justin P. And um, yeah, if you want to learn some stuff, I do a free training on Thursdays. Okay. So if you want to learn how to get into e-commerce, go to www.lastecomtraining.com. And if not, perfectly fine. I hope you got some value from
1: the show. Dope. Yeah. Well, listen, y'all, y'all just got a play today from Justin, <laughs> from one of the top ecom experts that I know personally. That's a- actually helped me as well. But listen, he gave you a whole bunch of plays. You just got to go run it. Run to play we'll with No delay. That's <laughs> it. What's going on? Listen. Make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com. Get your official Run the Play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets for everybody that's run the play all across the world. Are you ready? We're going to run. The yeah. Play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come from nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? They fixing your fear But believing that your blessing is near Do you know what it is like? Growing up, broken the most But still being devoted the most Do you know what it is like? Yeah, that's what the journey's
0: about Yeah. Let me show you